Today's episode of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, is brought to you by the Indivisible Guide, a practical guide for resisting the Trump agenda. It's a team made up of former congressional staffers uh, revealing their best practices for making Congress listen. That sounds like something we're all interested in, right? Right. Uh, you can donate to this group on their page at www.indivisibleguide.com. You can follow them up on Twitter, which is at Indivisible Team. Uh, we follow them. So if you just look at our followers, you can get it like that. They have weekly calls. They have print, put out emails. They, they make uh, videos. They, they, they're keeping you informed so you can, uh, as the kids say, stay woke, and uh, we can maybe get some shit done. So that's Indivisible Guide. Uh, they are awesome. And now let's get on with the show. Here and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Merely a two word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last man. That right there is a lot of the Welcome back to The Basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual, and we have a really great show for you uh, today to finish out your week if you listen to these damn things in order uh, for, for a lot of reasons. Uh, one reason is we get to talk about our friends in Roadkill Ghost Choir, their new album or EP, False Youth, etc., Volume 1. Uh, there's a little story behind that, and then it's been sitting around maybe on a shelf for a while. Finally saw the light of day, so uh, we've been waiting anxiously, literally for a year, to talk about this, and uh, and so uh, that's what we do. Uh, but sort of related to that is, you know, if you listen to this podcast way back in the day, we've had, we've had lots of changing staff, lots of rotating people in here, lots, lots of panelists, especially over the past year, but back in the day... We started this thing. Basically, uh, myself, Paul, who you know, and uh, and you might remember Andre. We we would get together in his basement and uh, drink a lot, talk about music a lot, and then uh, usually eat some food or whatever. And these things would these tapings would go on for like six hours. It was it was special. It was uh, it was punishing, but it's how we learned to do this and. Uh, and then about a year and a half ago, I think, uh, Andre had to go leave the country. His wife has a pretty important job. So they were on abroad, which you can hear a little bit about. Uh, but now he is back. They are back in the States. They're back uh, in, in, in Washington, D.C., just in time to bring some much-needed vanitude to this podcast. You know, we... Uh, again, it used to be a lot looser and... Uh, and uh, if there's one thing Andre promotes, it's it's this looseness, and it's much needed. So, uh, you know, he's been back for a few weeks. We've been hanging out. It's been great. And uh, we are thrilled to have him back on the podcast, talking about a band that, that basically he, he went down. He's one of the first people I know who even knew about these guys. We They got an email from us, and he went down to see them and became friends. Now, now we're friends, and they stay here. It's a whole long story, but we're going to tell it here in a few seconds. Uh, also, after that, we're going to be talking... 
about a song by a guy named Lincoln Barr. Lives up in Yakima, Washington. Uh, used to live. Used to lead a a rock group uh, based out of Seattle called Red Jacket Mine. He's got a new solo album coming out now. I believe it might be out actually, called Trembling Frames. Uh, it's sort of a groovy little jam, but I'm going to let you decide at the back end of this. So that's your podcast for this week. And um, you know, before we before we get into this, before we head down to the basement real quick, I just want to say, you know, we, this has been uh, a hard time here in Washington D.C. and uh, and it might have been a hard time for you guys outside of it and uh, outside of Washington D.C. and uh, I mean, you know what I'm talking about here. And um, we, you know, we haven't done any interviews. We're going to start doing interviews again because it's been really hard to talk to people outside of like who. Our, our core group, and you know, these tapings now actually have been going on for a little while longer because we get together and do this uh, for you, give you new music, but then we sit around and talk about our feelings. Nobody really wants to hear that. Um, and I, I guess what I'm trying to say is is that process in and of itself has helped, uh, you know, with any bad feelings we've been having. And so if you are finding yourself sort of down, sort of despondent, uh, first and foremost, if if it gets too bad, reach out to somebody. There, uh, we're going to put some links in the show notes. Uh, there's like suicide prevention hotlines, uh, lots of things that that lots of, lots of people are there for you. But but I just want to say like, reach out to your friends, reach out to your loved ones, reach out to people, and um and just talk, and say hey, what's up? It'll make you feel better, and uh, and uh, you know. That's, that's nothing new, but uh, I just felt like saying that before we get into this thing, because this is what we do down here. We talk, uh, and, it, and it has helped tremendously, and hopefully, maybe even listening to us has helped you. If if that is the case, I wouldn't be so bold as to presume that, but if that is the case, then uh, we we are humbled by that, and thank you. So, uh, with that said and out of the way, let's get on down to the basement here and talk about some Roadkill Ghost Choir. Let me get a check on you, Eduardo. Check, check. Check on you. Check, check. Yeah, that's all good. Nice. Um, so you know, you guys know Eduardo's down here with his, with his notebook. Uh, you might have just yeah. heard that voice, which you haven't heard in quite a while. Wow, Mr. Wow, Andre. Wow, 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 what's happening? And, hey, what's going on? You've been, uh, you've been out on a, on a quote-unquote uh, uh, yeah. assignment. I you was, been, you know, been, the van got stuck. Van got and, stuck uh, in, in got a wormhole. A, in a wormhole. Which, you know, we know it's a wormhole because you went in. Yeah. On Roadkill Ghost Choir, and you're coming out. And I'm out coming back out. On Roadkill Ghost Choir. Re-emerging. So, huh? Re-emerging. So, yeah. is, this, is this being Roadkill Ghost Choir as a singularity? They very well could be. I think I, it might I be. I think they are. Yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> we're down here to talk about uh, our, our good friends in uh, Roadkill Ghost Choir. They have a new EP coming out. Uh, something that, honestly, I hate to say it, I've been sitting on for a year. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about that when we get to that part of the program. Uh, False Youth, etc. Part one is uh, is actually going to be out now. If you're listening to this, before that though, I wanted to talk to you, Andre, because you were uh, you were over in Turkey. Yeah, and you did something that we didn't manage to do here for various reasons. Uh, you managed to put together a couple bands, and you managed yeah, yeah. to get out. And, you managed to get out and play a lot. 
And I, and I wanted to, I wanted you to like maybe tell a little bit about how, like the differences in the music scene over there. And like one thing, I know one thing you were telling me about was the differences in the time signatures. And like, yeah. so, so, so when you got over there and, uh, and, uh, and because you were over there for the, your wife is with the state department. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, exactly. And, uh, and, uh, so you get over there and you're like itching to play. And then what, what's the first thing you do? The first thing I did was, you know, just start meeting people around town. And luckily I got introduced to a couple people in the, in the, expat community. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In the expat community that were looking to kind of get something going. But the key was meeting locals, meeting local people in the, in the community. And what I found out very quickly, which was the best part of the whole thing was there were these places where all the musicians in the community would get together every week. And, and huh. in this case, it was Monday nights. They had this bar, and they would open it up, the basement, for this community to get together. And they had a stage. And then there were, like, a bunch of people that would provide all the instruments. And then everybody – it was a jam session, basically. Yeah. Wow. And then all these musicians would get together. And the point of it was, yeah, to get together in all these weird configurations and just make music. But then the other part was to sit down, hang out, meet people – and that's how, sort of where it started. You know, I, I was going to that. Yeah. I would meet people and you'd just have conversations like, hey, like I, I saw yeah. you playing the guitar. Like, that's cool. You want to get together on the mm-hmm. side and do something of our own. And so wow. we started doing a lot of that. And then it was like, hey, what's, we need to find a singer. Well, let's go to the jam session on Monday night, you know, <laughs> see who shows up and see if yeah. there's anybody there. Or maybe somebody there knows someone and we can just sort of talk to them. So there was a really this sounds interesting, like a very sixties like ideal like yeah. situation that you hear people talk about. And I explained it to people. I there were many times that I felt like I was in nineteen seventy five. Yeah. In the way that people just sort like of, you walk up to the place in Laurel Canyon and be like, "Hey, yeah. who's playing the mic?" Like, exactly. Like who's, who's play- that girl Joni? Right on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so it had that sort of very casual and very organic feel to it. Um. And the people that were playing at this jam session were, ma- because of Ankara, I was in Ankara in the capital, where mm-hmm. most of the major universities yeah. are in the country, and there were big music programs at some of these universities. So there were all these students of music there, yeah. you know, yeah. all young, all in college. I mean, I was hanging out mainly with people in their early 20s, and then they go and hang out. Extremely competent musicians playing. Wow. Huge interest in, you know, 1950s and 1960s jazz so they were getting up there and playing a lot of traditional jazz music which is which is which was interesting and then they have a really huge interest in pink floyd you know that is <laughs> I like could, i could see that yeah like yeah. just jazz and pink there floyd. was a local <laughs> pink floyd cover band when they played and they only played every once in a while the place was jam-packed and people <laughs> loved it and the other one which is interesting because i talked to people about it is that they loved Jethro Tull, Tull, oh. like from the 70s. <laughs> and it was because Jethro Tull was one of the few bands in the 70s that would come to Turkey often. Yep. Whoa. And so at that time, that was a band that everyone became really familiar with. And so if you were at a show now, yeah. like at a cover band's playing and they start Aqualong, the place is going crazy. But And, yeah. and, and so what that means <laughs> is that like... 
that the kids who were born in the 70s and 80s, their yeah. parents loved Jethro Tull. Oh, yeah. Right? So you get these weird, like, relics of, like, people being really into it. Like I've said here on Mike before that Hotel California will never die in Brazil for some yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, it'll just, it's just always being played yeah. on a radio station somewhere in the country. Like, yeah. And it will never, ever die. But um, but you have these stories of, like, oh, Iron Maiden played, like, a huge show in Rock, Rock in Rio in 86. And so yeah. people there still talk about rock uh, about Iron Maiden as if yes. they're culturally relevant, which they're not. But white, it's... white Snake. I live in Serbia. <laughs> That's great. They still love. I saw wow. a sold out stadium White Snake concert from my window <laughs> of my apartment. I mean, this is two thousand and five. <laughs> yeah. But still, yeah. like I yeah. saw that, and and I talked to my Serbian friends, and I and talking to Turkish friends yeah. as well. They have a very similar viewpoint, which is which is. I would almost say one of the things I picked up a lot was this, you know, Turkey is this where the East meets the West. Right. And that's not just in geography. That's in sort of, you know, the way you process the world around you. Mm -hmm. So there's this, you know, Eastern. So there's this mixing of the two. So you get a little bit of both. And the Eastern mentality is a very holistic way of looking at something. And so that they apply that to music many times. So, yeah. Maybe Whitesnake has not made a good album in a long time, but remember when they did? Right. I'm, t- I'm on board well, all the way. Well, and like, we, we've said that a lot about, like, when you go over there, it is very much you have these festivals. Like, they'll even play, like, fucking, uh, like, they'll play Wembley. Exactly. Like that. Uh, they'll play, what's, what's the big, uh, what's the big festival? Uh, Glastonbury. Oh, okay, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You'll get, you'll get yeah. mixes like that because it is this weird, uh, holistic is the best word for it do you yeah. having been over there and having like deeply engaged in like this scene at least on a local level if you do you have like a better perspective on why that isn't always the case here because look it's segmented it there, is segmented as fuck here like and it's interesting because i had some friends that actually spoke to that um not just turkish but eastern european they would say hmm. you know americans and the western way of looking at music or other things is that you really focus on like the individual components of that thing, the album, the song, the artist, where when we look at it, you know, it's, we, we don't focus, we do focus on that, but not as, that's not as important. It's, right. uh, it's, it's much, it's much more of like the larger, the whole, mm. what is, what is the nature of the entire thing? So, you know, you know, it's, it's like, if I like prog rock, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. I will always forever love camel and gentle giant and and, and those things sort of come yeah. together yeah like yeah. It's, it's like this piece and th- my ideas on that won't really change e- you know it, when additional components are added to that that maybe i'm not as excited about well right. i don't know if that makes sense no no but, but yeah. I, I i think it does and i think what's sort of cool about it is that at least what i've observed um in a lot of in south america is that um it doesn't you know, having these sort of um, American music giants um, be revered doesn't actually crowd out like the local scene. If anything, no. the fact that they're so mainstream yeah. makes the locals like like if if um, if Metallica and Iron Maiden were not as popular in Brazil, there would be no Sepultura because there needed to be some kids out there saying, you know what, fuck these guys, and we're going to make it ten times noisier and more yeah, grating right. and more aggressive. Yeah. And that actually fostered a local scene. And I can name two or three other like. Brazilian hardcore bands that didn't make it out of the country, but 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 they existed in contrast to the fact that Metallica was considered mainstream, yeah. right? Because they happened to play a good show there or something. Yeah, definitely. And so it's 
sounds fairly similar. Yeah, uh, it's just to that. There's just this. Uh, there's this appreciation for the things that happened. Mm-hmm. That uh, it, it's not that they're not looking to the future and looking to move forward. They are, but there's this appreciation for what has happened, and they really hold on. I noticed that musicians yeah. really hold on to that, and it, it's sort of they're not ever afraid to say like. Oh, I like White Snake. It's not like they're, cause they're <laughs> not no, concerned. There's no stigma. Yeah, yeah right. It's yeah. no stigma. That's yeah. You've had people down in yeah. the basement. You, know? you mentioned a band like U2, yeah, uh, which we're going to actually talk a lot about when we talk about Roadkill. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you mentioned a band like U2, and they're like, "Ew, gross." What are yeah. you talking about? And it's like, I mean, Joshua Tree. We're going to be talking about that. It's a 30th mm-hmm. anniversary. Of that fucking they they were a stellar band, and they're coming to tour here. They're doing yeah. a big ass tour. Yeah. Probably go see it. Yeah, because you know what they're going to do? They're going to put on a big ass show, a great show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're one of the weird ones, and nobody likes their albums in America, but they will go see them on tour. Yep. But I guarantee, if they play over someplace like Turkey or something like that, not even a question. Yeah, yeah. It's like I I really want to go to Turkey and just blast Jethro Tull out of like just walk around with like a boombox blasting Aqualung. That was one of the things that I was (laughs) amazed by. I'd go to these, you know, there were these bars, you know, on the weekends every weekend. Where in each bar was different. You knew what type of music you were going to get there. Sure, sure. Tons of live music. They love live music performed right. by musicians. And so it's like, oh, if you want to go see a band play Gentle Giant and Camel and, you know, all these bands, you go to this bar on Saturday nights. And at starting at is, midnight is, until wow. five in the morning, they're going to play. And then they're going to do a 25-minute soul sacrifice, you know, in the middle. And it's just that's. What you want, uh-huh. or, or let's go to the jazz band. You know, let's go see the jazz band, or let's go see the local traditional music. You know, and um, they sort of have these spaces for all that to happen. And there's just so much. Lo- the the do, other thing do I you noticed. Think, do you think though that that's because of the culture, or like we have a movement here, and it actually a movement started in London, and they spoke at the last Future Music Coalition mm-hmm. thing called Music Cities. Yeah, and it's about, and it's taken from from London, and you know further west and talking about doing that and having where you have a place that is just you're going to get this type of music here's the yeah. prog rock club here's the jazz club that's it's yeah. something, something we don't have in here's DC. the pop club people, if you want to go to the dance club maybe I, I won't say like uh whether they're right or wrong trying to build it here mm-hmm. but you know people are are uh seeing that and and see it as a as a model to go through but i don't know even from uh being here for a long time and hearing you talk about it, like if that's like, can that happen here? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I, the not, thing, not, not just, not just in DC, but in America, can that happen? Like, are we, are we okay? I was like, quite, to... well, I was questioning. <laughs> I was like, you know, this yeah. place is packed and people are screaming their heads off when they start, you know, they break into an ELO song. You know, and people are going nuts. I'm like, I don't, this, this reminds me probably of what America was like in 1978. Right, right. You know, when people were going bonkers, you know, for, for that type of, you know, Mm -hmm. of music, you know, at their local club. And so, um, not to say that, you know, their culture is, is at the same, but, but musically, like I, there was a components of 
the culture there that had this sort yeah. of like because we all never know lost this. That. Like good music is good music. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Why would you ever leave it behind. Yeah, and it's great. And we would go all there's the time. A re- and I was there's like, a reason Boston's third stage is like just lousy <laughs> in this podcast. Yeah, it is, why would you, why would I <laughs> yeah. ever leave that behind? Yeah, and and that's the thing is that I one of the other things I had some friends tell me they said you know in in America we get the perception that you all you are doing you're always just looking forward and you're always looking for the next thing huh. and you're you're quick to leave something behind yeah. and i had a couple friends tell me that, and they would say you know we we're that's just not how we process the world around us we we aren't that easy to leave something behind if we really liked it and we thought yeah. it was something you know meaningful and you know yeah, yeah that that meant something to them and they're not afraid to say that they like that thing. And they they did mention, yeah, in America, it feels like that. You know, they would ask me, is that the case? You know, they're they're sort of inquisitive about that, yeah. you know, because they get that perception. And I'm like, you know, there, there there's some truth to that. You know, some people are just always, they're just concerned about what's the next big thing. This, and, this totally supports one of my major theories, which I think I talked about here a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, which is that. Um, the sure, the most surefire way to, to way to know that you're not in the U.S. is to hear Roxette in a public place. Yes, yeah, yeah. and like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. it's yeah. like it's like it's like you'll land in a European airport and it must have been Love is playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's it's uh, it's amazing. Which is and a super jam. jam. It is. That it is. And you never like hear and you, and you yeah. never hear Roxette in the U.S. anywhere. Uh-uh. No, no. <laughs> so no, you don't. Yeah. You know. And, <laughs> I mean, and to that point, because I want to get on to talking about roadkill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody please direct me to the country that celebrates Go West. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, and that will be my uh, yeah. next vacation destination. Yeah. Uh, right now, though, uh, this is a nice little segue from what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. roadkill, Go Square, uh, their new album, False Youth, etc. This is Classic Style Young.
Plastics on the airwaves No power in the name I could hold you here forever Till there's nothing left but love We can all Classics Die Young, uh, that is uh, off their new EP, False Youth, etc., Part 1. As I said before, we've been sitting on this for about a year. Uh, they've been right. done, and a little background on this band, uh, and full disclosure, we are we are pretty good friends with these these guys. Yeah. They come to town here in D.C., they stay here, uh, we hang out, we make them watch Dark Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever whatever, whatever yeah. happens, happens. Yeah. Uh, and, and over the past, uh, we met them back in like 2013, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, and over the, whatever, whenever they're here, it's it's kind of magical. It's, yeah, it's, they're, it's they're, always a great time. They, they are they are some of the nicest people that I know, like in my life. Period. Never yeah. mind rock stars. Uh, talking about Andrew Shepard, Max Shepard, Zach Shepard, the three Shepard, Shepard brothers. brothers. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all rad uh, as fuck. Stephen Garza on guitar. Yeah. And uh, Kiffy Myers. On pedal steel, who always shows up in a in a very nice cat sweatshirt. That's right, and, and, or tank top. And yeah, yeah, or tank top. And, and is now playing pedal steel with Future Birds. He's out on tour I just with those saw guys. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. So, so these these people that we know, like it's cross pollination. Yeah. It's, it's all good. I can't wait till they meet Mail the Horse. I want them to just oh, tour, man. tour forever with Mail the, the Horse. Wormhole, the wormhole, kill future birds and Mail yeah. the Horse get together. So, so wormhole. Back in 2013, early 2013, these guys sent out and they, and they literally sent it to everybody. They mm-hmm. sent out a uh, uh, in studio performance of a song called Drifter off of at that time, uh, a, which was an LP. So they've they're that's right. Form. That's right. Uh, LP uh, called Quiet Light. And if you saw that, if you were a fan of My Morning Jacket, if you were yeah. a fan of War on Drugs, even the War on mm-hmm. Drugs wasn't a big thing at that time. At actually. that time, no. Yeah. Uh, if you were a fan of like Kurt Vile, if you were a fan of Tom Petty, mm-hmm. uh, which I've come around to accepting that. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, that's how they were Accepting sold. Tom Petty? No. Or, or that they sound a little they bit they like, sound a little yeah, like okay. Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah. Well, this, uh, well, this, because this, it was, this, this <laughs> set of songs you can definitely, it was, yeah. it's a little it, more apparent. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it was because they were from Florida. Mm-hmm. They were from a town near where Tom Petty's yeah, from. Yeah. And, and and so anybody writing about them made that comp. And it was just like, you know, do something a little more. It's not it's not the best comp for right. them. Right. It's, it's, it's not the best It's a comp. lazy comp for sure. So so they put out this EP and had played a bunch of shows. And, and they're one of the few guys we know who have done it right. They, got, they, they didn't get a manager. They got a booking agent. 
That's that, right. That booking agent put him on tour with Band of Horses. Right. Yeah, that was right out of the gate. Nobody Band of Horses. Yeah. I mean, who, who, who worked at Ghost Square was. Yeah. Band of Horses did. Yeah. And they took him out, and they fucking killed it. Yeah. Because if you've seen these guys play, they they will blow up a room. Like they're, they they're, are a great they live sound, band. They sound as, yeah. as good as they did just there. Um, so that got them a little cachet, and they, and they yeah. toured a lot for that. Uh, although when you met them, they were playing in a sushi. I saw them in a sushi bar. Sushi bar <laughs> in it Charlottesville, was, Virginia, yeah, and you yeah. were the only one there. Yeah, wow. me and another one other guy. Yeah, who was just walking down the street, heard the music, <laughs> yep. and came in the sushi bar. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. We do have a recording of that. Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, it might be up on the site somewhere. Yeah, it actually, probably is. Uh, but in, in tongues was in 2014. That was this is their first LP proper. They recorded it with Dave Barbie who's an Athens mm. staple. At this point, they had moved to Athens from Florida. That's right. They relocated. Uh, Dave Barbie has, has recorded most of Drive By Trucker's albums, Sunvolt, Amy Ray, R.E.M. Right. Yeah, like wow. he's, been, he's been around. He's a yeah. uh, little uh, Mitch Easter down there. Like these guys <laughs> all like sort of cross-pollinate. And, uh, and this was actually, I, I told them at the time, I said, you know, you guys went and made a Coldplay album. Oh, <laughs> In Tongues? Yes. Okay. <laughs> And I meant that in a yeah. good way. Yeah. I meant that because whereas Quiet Light was very um, old school, like My Morning Jacket, like more Southern referencing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. A little more, you know, banjos mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, the yeah. acoustic guitar Bring was a little more. Bringing in the Americana. More, yeah, yeah. In Tongues, like, lean heavily on the pop. Yeah, yeah. Really and, and more on the rock. Two great too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it was. It's a really accessible album. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As, some, as someone who jumped on at that point, like, yeah, it's a, it's a mad accessible album. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's awesome. It has a really diverse set of songs. It's, yep, when it does. You, when I, I went back and listened to it, you know, this week, and I was like, wow, you know, the diversity and the styles of the songs where, you know, we're going to get to this mm-hmm. album where this one maybe feels a little more cohesive. Like, yeah. It was all, like, the songs on In Tongues were sort of like, oh, we're going here now. Okay. Right. Cool. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> So, so at that point, uh, they were on a label. I think yeah. they actually might have had their own imprint. They're, uh, they're as far as musicians go, uh, and I'm, I, uh, Andrew can email me or whatever, like, and correct me if I'm wrong on this. Yeah. But you know, they they were doing well. They were getting uh, daily like stipends, allowances. They were, you know, to to just write music. They were like, this is this is what we're going to do. Yeah. I don't know the story. Hopefully, it'll tell it when they come up here again. Uh, but apparently, that fell apart. So they finished this album literally this time last year. Wow! And it has sat on the shelves because they were like, "Well, uh, we want to release it like this, and you want to release it like this." And then there's a whole lot of other stuff that I haven't asked about yet. Yeah. And uh, so it took a year. This happens, people. This happens mm-hmm. when you know if you wonder about the uh, music industry. Yeah, uh, this is the this is the dirty side of it because I I know there were rights issues with this, so like who owns it? Right. At the end of the day, uh, it ends up uh, Andrew and his brothers and Roadkill own it. Oh, nice! So they went through the whole yes litigation they, they, process they, and they, they 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 got the rights. They rode the gauntlet and. Wow. Uh, and the lawyers, uh, the lawyers, maybe. I mean, someone saved the day, right? Yeah, because someone, it, someone it's, saved the day. Yeah. So, so, so this is their album now. It is. Uh, is have, it independent? Have, like they're putting it out? Yes. Or okay. Yes, they're putting it out. It's going to be up on Bandcamp. Okay. Uh, it's going to be one of the albums we recommend on Friday for the. Uh, which is this is going to be in the future? So we yeah. did recommend it on Friday. Sure, sure. In the past, uh, they, yeah. they of the future. It, is a, it, it is a. I think it's a twelve-song LP. Split mm-hmm. it into two EPs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that song you first heard, "Classics Die Young," 
is a is a mode that I think Andrew was always moving toward. He has, yeah. uh, you know, this project started because he just wanted to write songs. He didn't know if he could write songs or anything, but the, the whole family is musically inclined. Yeah. So he started playing by himself out, and people were like, should we do this? Should we do this? And then just rolled into it. Watching this develop and knowing them a little over the past few albums, it's been startling to see how much of a mastery of just the pop craft you know, Jen Wastner was down here talking about like she works in a mode. She works in like a songwriting mode. He works in the same mode, and he's he's an mm-hmm. expert at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and in this, at least, definitely the first part of this this album, the uh, the first part of the uh, which is the new EP, he uh, it, it's a pop workout. Classics die young. Uh, cassette. I'm not sure what songs we're gonna hear, but. Cassette memory, mm-hmm. um, dream shiver is like yeah, I mean, you know, those th- three in, yeah. in a row, right in a row. Yeah, this yeah. is, I mean, that's a that's lead. a pop trio that hits on different aspects of pop, though. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. this is this is more a little more of the '80s. You know, like we you referenced War on Drugs. Mm-hmm. You can hear that. Cassette memory has that little Tom Petty, yeah, in the, yep. with the acoustic guitar at the beginning and a harmonica know. randomly showing up. Exactly, just, yeah. yeah, which yeah. I hadn't heard before. To yep. I don't even think mm. they were utilizing the harmonica no, much no. before, but right. yeah, that's showing right. up. Which you know, I you know, War on Drugs kind of brought that back. The long sure. harmonicas mm-hmm. with the you know the baritone saxes in the back, you yeah. know. And then Dream Shiver is just those, like those guitars are just like drowning in reverb. It's yeah. just so great. Yeah. That's, God, Steve so, that's yeah. that one guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who just that he is he is their edge to Andrews Bono. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know what we were talking about uh, you two earlier, like that is the best comp for various reasons. Now, because one thing I noticed, um, if, first of all, like they're fearless in in. Like who's gonna who's gonna do a song in this poppy? Who's who's yeah. just gonna come out and be like, you know what? I just want to do this, and, and I, say, I, I want to make it a good song. Dylan killed me early, and Springsteen dug the grave. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. yeah, that's that's begging for success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're not referencing like cool Dylan or Springsteen either. They're, they're referencing like eighties, like yeah, Springsteen. Tunnel of love, big time. I, mean, I know, big time. No, they did the coverage album where yeah. they actually covered Tunnel of Love, Springsteen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, wow. Like that's that's where they're at. It would bring this full circle if they would cover Tunnel of Love by Dire Straits mm-hmm. off of making movies. They, they that did just so far away. <laughs> did they really? Yes. It, God damn wow. it. Yeah. <laughs> God because damn it. I really have to. And I left yeah. that out of their discography. Like, there's an EP up on SoundCloud. I've got it. I'll, I'll give okay. it to you guys. Okay. Uh, yeah. but, uh, that is, it's uh, it's a Springsteen Tunnel Love Era song. It is uh, so far away. It is, wow. and I think this is the key. Boys of Summer, Boys of yeah, Summer. Yeah, well, because the time. first song on this is like a ten minute jam. Vision on Vision is what you would expect from them because they do they can get outer spacey a little bit. But it is, and I'm I, I, I'm so happy to be able to say this because I've never said it about any other band. <laughs> It's a honest to God boys of summer jam. It, oh, the, the second half, <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Like it who, has that little repetitive riff know, at the end that just does, like drives it along. We yeah. talk a lot about people who, and we were just talking about it. People thinking like, oh, you got to do the next new thing. You got to move on. You can't just celebrate what's good. You can't do like this thing that everybody knows yeah. already. And the reality is, you can. Yeah. And they, they are, this is a, that first song is a great example because yeah. they covered Boys of Summer on that covers EP. Yes. And then they infused a stylistic component of that into a yeah. new song. Yeah. So it's sort of, it's like 
they're almost referencing themselves then again, you know, it's and like, there's, <laughs> and there's something about that opener, um, which is vision. Was it vision of vision yeah. or vision on vision? Yeah, underscore vision on vision undo. undo. Yeah. Um, so it's a 10 minute long song, which I don't think we've, we've mentioned. Yeah. And, uh, which and the rest so, of the songs are not. Yeah. Yeah. But that, but that song for a 10 minute long song is so restrained. It like is. it's not, it's not a, it's not trying to be a November rain. It's not trying to do yeah. anything like momentous in 10 minutes. It's just very careful about how it moves around and it kind of picks up steam and it has yeah. a couple of distinct sections. Yeah. But it's not trying to do anything that a song of theirs shouldn't try to do. Yeah. Right. It's almost like the sec it's almost like two separate songs. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. if they had split together. it in the middle or like it had just like you know, been this sort of like a transition yeah. moment in the yeah. middle and then it like it went to track two on the C D and like you didn't even notice. No, yeah, like, yeah, for yeah. Sure. you'd be like, Oh yeah, this is like a second song. I mean, this I mean, is the next song. It, it's a musical journey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But this is interesting because I'm hearing this I'm noticing this more and more in some different albums. Like it uh Patrick Watson yes. you know, yeah, yeah. love the love songs for robots. Yep. Like they would have these sort of the song structures were not sort of typical. Well, you're right. They would sort of have like, you know, phases. It's like we're in yeah. phase one. We're never going to come back to phase one. We're just going to slowly move in, to phase in two. In classical music, that's called movements. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Yep. You know, and, and you're uh, following the structure. Yeah. That. And that first song really reminded me of, of sort of yeah, had that that's sort a good, of. I mean, that's and, a good and one of the other songs, you know, I think it's Severed Hand of God. Yeah, and actually, God. that's what yeah, that really had a, and, sort of a Patrick Watson kind of vibe well, thing going yeah, on. It also has a, another artist that we're very familiar with that uh, actually we introduced them to that I mm. want to talk about. But actually, I want to play that song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, I think I know who you're going to yeah, say. I'm excited. But really cool song, you know, we've talked about the pop, and, yeah. and this is this. I think is the most realized of their introspective, like mood music. That, as yeah. much as that first song, James. Yeah. This song is is Andrew laid bare, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and this is Severed Hand of God. Mm-hmm. From its crooked spine, the rays close their eyes to murder suicides. Metaphysical, teenage mystical, fed the mind from soul, giving up control. Lesser names that known, swallow all the bones, sink beneath blood. Covers everyone till the vision gives on the world we made till body and soul on the radio. Oh, we change to obscene. 
podcast you know the name i'm about to say louis weeks ian uh which i uh and i don't know this for sure because i've been afraid to ask the question i do know when haha was uh not out in the world was actually the last time they were up here and i and i played it for these guys and they were like blown away okay yeah and to see this type of horn work which has never appeared in any of their work yeah no no Uh, no. to see this type of work to see this I, i can't imagine that uh, that hearing that in Louis' work didn't it, it, like influence them a little bit, uh, which is sort of the great thing about them because they do this and they they hear stuff and they make it their own and they don't pilfer. I don't I don't think. Yeah. So so at one point I think when we were talking about Louis and I mentioned loving um, that album, you you told me a story which I didn't recall immediately mm-hmm. about playing the about playing it for them. And as I'm listening to this album, um, when Severed Hand of God came up, yeah. all of a sudden I was like, oh, there oh, it is. right. <laughs> yeah. Kevin told me a story about playing yeah. Louie for, uh, for a yeah. band, and it was obviously Roadkill Ghost Choir because, yeah. because it's here. So Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's good. It and is. It's, yeah. it, it is. Yeah. I, I have been pushing for them to collaborate in some way whatsoever because, uh, you know, if, if you don't know, Louie Weeks is a, a, a resident in D.C., at least musical genius. He's unreal and uh, and then, and just an incredibly nice human being. And just, yeah. just, yeah. just like yeah. hard yeah, to yeah. put into words how nice the dude is. Uh, so, so they fit well like that because these yeah. guys are all like uh, again, like we said, they're some of the nicest people uh, we've ever met. Uh, you know, this song also uh, deals with some stuff that I hadn't really. Uh, and part of this is because I'm not generally a huge lyrics guy. I don't jump to the lyrics, and anything, sure. but something that is impossible to ignore uh, over the course of these albums is Andrew's exploration of religion. Yeah. And I I think it's not something you see very often. I don't, you know, we've, we've made the U2 comp. I, I don't think we've seen it since that. You know, those are, these are people struggling with their Christianity. Yeah. And figuring out how to be a band and how to put it into it. Mm-hmm. And what they did is they just talked about it. They talked yeah. about it in normal terms instead of turning into like puddle of mud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Creed. Creed. And like I don't I can't really name any bands that I know that have done this like compelling. Like you, you can talk about these things a lot of, and a lot of artists do very cynically. Like if yeah. you're religious and I'm not a religious guy, I'm just saying, but you yeah. know, some people are very cynically in talking about it. But this is not over the course of these, now it's going to be two EPs uh, for this one, but so an EP, an album, and then two EPs. Yeah. Seeing Andrew uh, 
sort of explore this content wise, it recontextualizes a lot. Yeah. For me on on the catalog, and it's honestly it's it's sort of fascinating to watch. Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, you know, I, I'm 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 in that East Coast bubble or the non bubble or however you want to describe it. But but most of the it's you know most of the people that I know who are devout are in some way struggling with their belief, um, particularly in light of the fact that, um, and I'm quoting an article here, but that American Christianity has obviously failed. Like whatever yeah. it was, whatever it set out to do, yeah. uh, its followers largely do not seem to emulate Christ. Um, and so I know a lot of really devout people who are pursuers of religiosity and who want to know how to, how to not be evil and how to live their lives in a certain way. And and the people who seem to be on that quest with them seem to not embody the virtues that they're seeking to right. attain. Yeah. And um and it's not easy. And it's I think what leads people to, you know, it's what leads it's what creates like these sort of weird West Coast sects where people go and they believe uh, that's S S E C T S. We can talk about West Coast uh, yeah, yeah, good times and different yeah. <laughs> But you know where you get the uh, yeah. the the, uh, the estimated profits. Yes, we're all listening yes, to the dead, yes. right? That's yeah, where uh, exactly. we're now hosted by Pornhub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that where we stream now? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. There's a chunky, <laughs> oh, chunky ass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's since the beginning. <laughs> well, uh, the dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, but, 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 but I find, I find hearing someone struggling with that actually very, very touching and very moving because, yeah. because it's, it's close to the people that I know who are, who are devout and I'm not, I'm not one of them, but I know that they struggle with this all the time. So, yeah, I mean, and that is a struggle that I think a lot of people are going through that when you, you talk to people about it. I mean, it goes to the core of how, and this is what I think Andrew and, you know, is probably working through is, you know what sort of things am I going to use to process the world around yeah. me? And he's sort of, right. you know, everyone is sort of looking and sort of seeking out different places to gather that information or whatever it is from. And that is a struggle that yeah. I think everyone can sort of relate yeah. to because everyone yeah, uses a variety and, of things. Oh, yeah. That's where the science religion thing comes in. It's like, oh, totally. okay, and, this is a whole conversation. Is actually, you know? though, that, look, that's that's the basis of or the arguable basis of yeah. all songwriting. That's why people make art. Yeah. But I don't think people really do make art. And so, so I think when the people who, who are eventually going to succeed or as Marcus Dowling says, win, yeah. are the people who actually are figuring this out in yeah. front of you. And doing that mm -hmm. in this band, you know, he is. Look, a lot of it has to do with the, it's his siblings. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. don't. There's yeah. no other chemistry that would work with this band. None. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this core group has just produced an amazing body of work to date. Why they're not huge is still baffling, but the reason it's so consistently good is because he has this message. Yeah, and they all say whether or not they agree. It doesn't matter if they agree with it or not. Yeah, they say we're going to support you exactly. And name a bunch of band, like name a band that you see that in too often. At least maybe there's huge infighting. Maybe they're throwing the look. Yeah. They're Lacroix addicts, yeah. so maybe they're throwing, <laughs> maybe they're fighting over they are, their flavors yeah. of the last, exactly. the last orange cranberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 I don't know, yeah. I don't know, but you know, because yeah. you know, living with like siblings is hard. And, you know, yeah, yeah. But, but externally, 
knowing these facts about him, even if I didn't know him, it's still an amazing feat that they are just, they're literally just there. Like, here's our message that this guy is doing. We are here to support it and we're going to yeah. make it. And, and they do it every goddamn time. Yeah. And we're here. Like, that is one of the things that I noticed just meeting them is having, they built this support of each other and this yeah. trust which is the the greatest thing that you can have this trust yeah. that you are going to be there to sort of help if you know if I'm sort of leading or when you're leading you have the trust that I will support you right. as we go through this and we're all there together and when you meet them you you immediately see that because that brings when you, you even see uh, them live you oh, immediately yeah, see that exactly you don't need to meet them you just yeah, <laughs> just go like when you see them live you can you can you sense that you feel that it's almost animalistic in that sense <laughs> So I guess I ha I guess I have the question of like you know I hear I hear them, and Kevin you know we talked about the Caveman album last yeah. year yeah. yeah and it's sort who of they, like who, they, and, who they're bros with they've played with and but but it just highlights the sort of arbitrariness of like Caveman you know has a highly hyped new release yeah. and it gets this just sort of wall to wall coverage yeah um and these guys don't despite the fact that they're doing uh. <laughs> You know, I, I think something that's that's in the same neighborhood. I think they're doing it better. Oh, for but, sure, um, they're definitely in the same neighborhood of, as yeah. Caveman. Like, yeah. if, you, if you're it, a Caveman great. fan, like, I would you know yeah, say yeah, like yeah. definitely this is, this is in your wheelhouse. Right. This you is know? The, like like yeah. make a left and you'll yeah, end yeah, up yeah. at yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, uh. But but so so I don't know how to explain like why um, you know I, and and I'm I'm uh, because you had the album so early um, and you know we know there's a there's a there's a back half to this mm -hmm. that that mm -hmm. will be coming um, and uh, and I think spoiler alert it's it's just as good yeah <laughs> as, yeah as what's on the front and, half and put but, together it makes a hell of a fucking album yeah yeah, yeah. so so what do, like what do we do with that what is that does, is that I I think. It is it is one of those things. Much like uh, uh, another band we love, Hundred Visions. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And and these are just two that we know. There yeah. are there are hundreds of bands out there like this that are doing. They're doing the work that uh, publications think <laughs> that, that right. Publications write yeah, about yeah. bands that they think are doing the work. Uh, see yeah, yeah. see priests on the cover of Spin. <laughs> Okay. Uh, not to throw too much shade, yeah. uh, you know, because and we, we came down, we came down on them with like they're a good band, but they are not. Uh, they, there's so many factors that go into this. So many factors of how you into can, the hype machine, into right. the hype mm -hmm. machine, and, and and it's, not yeah. the literal hype machine. That's yeah. a, that's a website. No, no, no. But, yeah, but there's so many factors that go into it. Caveman just happened to be in New York, right? That yeah. that is that's an instant, like absolutely instant thing. If uh, you know, like, so Caveman is one of Bob favorite bands like bob Boylan, yeah, yeah and he's good friends with them i guarantee you if bob got out and saw these guys instantly be his that favorite would, yeah, yeah because he connects to like music that makes him feel something and this is this is what this does because yeah. can we say in hindsight how stupid that caveman concept was the otero war that it's these like alien races like they were they I think we said it at the time they yeah. i mean i mean i mean they claimed they were like writing saga on an album <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> saga but, the comic book yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, in, but in fact yep. it was just like hey this sounds like cheers for fears and it's great yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm super yeah. down yeah, with that, that kind but... of just like brought in a layer that maybe wasn't yeah. needed to and, sort of convey the message you wanted to yeah. convey well, yeah. and, and, and these guys are writing and it wasn't a great album though. yeah 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 but these guys are writing songs that are actually rooted in like daily life and in yeah. their experiences, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you feel them. 
Yep. And that's a really interesting, the last song we played, you know, like that's the, that's the closer of this first piece. Well, there's, I mean, yeah. there's, there's, there's an instrumental, there's an instrumental yeah. but, but that, that but sort of, yeah. that just allows you to sort of decompress from what, you know, which is interesting that it kind of really goes sort of through a poppy moment. Yeah. And then it sort of closes on this really sort of intense sort of angular Super piece. Downer. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you're, and then it sort of eases you out, you know, with yeah. like, you know, an instrumental yeah. Blade Runner, you know, interlude, <laughs> that's you know. Right. I mean, the intro is definitely a Blade Runner interlude too. You know, totally, so, yeah. totally. The first yeah. minute of yeah, uh, the first minute I mean, of yeah. that first song, you're just yeah. like, okay, yeah. this is like, you know, definitely yep. the sound. This is like soundtrack music, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, so they definitely have a lot of that going on too. So, so Andre, we have a, yeah. we have a rating scale. I don't think you oh, know wow. it. Uh, has anymore. it changed? Yeah, it's changed. It's changed. It's changed a okay. Little. You it can evolved. you, you yeah. can say and 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 you're talking to like is it like pop, how pop, many beers I need to drink to be able to make it through listening to the whole album? No, okay, that is not the rating scale. <laughs> the ra- but this is this is to clarify. Uh, it is you are speaking part of the, part of this is is what you feel in the inside. Okay, right? Because that's always important. It's always important. Yes. You can't talk into these mics without like giving <laughs> giving a little bit of yourself. Yeah. Uh, but but speaking of what you're on the inside, but basically you're saying like what this album essentially people should do with it. You can not okay, only buy yeah. it, you okay. can try it, or you can pass on it. Okay, I would definitely say buy it. Okay, um, because it it has uh it has affected me. Yeah, and um, the last couple mornings I've been laying in bed, and some of these songs have just been swirling through my head. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's just something that has the ability to do that you know is is it's moving me in some way i you know you always you can't i haven't wrapped my head around exactly what that is yeah, or yeah. what the components of that are but that makes me excited and uh and i would want to pass that on to somebody else yeah. and say you should you should engage in this yeah yeah eduardo um yeah i'll i'll add to that i think there's something that great uh a great song does which is that by the second or third time you're hearing it like you hear the sort of opening chords and you yeah. know exactly how the melody is going to unfold and you yeah. like need it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and this, yeah. <laughs> and, and the songs on this do that. So, yeah. so, but you know, you should absolutely buy it. Yeah. And you're talking about the pop stuff too. Like, yeah. 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 yeah like, like, I, cassette, still, cassette like cassette, I, said this, yeah. I said this already, yeah. but like classic style young cassette memory, the thought, like, I, I hear the opening chords and my brain just needs to process like, the I mean, memory I mean, when the like, solo comes in and you know they're going <laughs> to yeah. drop back into the first part. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it opens on the chorus, basically. Yes. Right, right, right. And then yeah, part right. two, and then you're like in this yeah. weird zone for a while and you're like, but I know we're going to jam back into that first part. <laughs> and like, it's going to start with songs, the guitar solo. I'm like, those this two is songs, great. And, and, and yeah. look, a lot of this review is colored <laughs> by the fact that we are very familiar with these, I'm, these guys' catalog. I'm unbiased. I, I haven't met them. Yeah. But, but but like they said upstairs, the videos up if you want to watch it. They said upstairs brought me to tears by opening uh, a song that they hadn't uh, doing Lazarus. Yeah, that's so, right. No, they did it was mm. burn on my window and and, yeah. and did uh, blue eyes crying in the rain. They did. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was just wow. Andrew by himself yeah, on a yeah. guitar. And it, wow, and somebody can do that and then do something like classic Die Young and cassette memory that make me laugh out loud, like just enjoy. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. yes, bro. Exactly. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm very clearly a buy. I, yeah. I, I can't, I can't wait. We'll be pushing this out. We will have pushed it out uh, for the band camp thing, uh, the charity thing to ACLU. We will be uh, talking about the second half of this EP and, uh, and hopefully uh, they have avoided these microphones 
Except for that thing we did. <laughs> okay. Last time yeah, they were here, yeah. like, they needed to get the fuck out of town. It's fine. Okay. It's end of tour. They yeah, to get yeah they're on tour. Yeah. Uh, next but, time. Yeah, yeah. We'll have them sit them down and, and learn a little bit more about the backstory of yeah, some of this yeah, stuff, we'll, which we'll would be cool. Yeah, we'll talk to him. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, so uh, False Youth, et cetera, Roadkill Ghost Squares, part one, and uh, go out and get it. And uh, Andre, welcome back. Oh, well, yeah. thank you for having ah. me back. <laughs> Glad I was a welcome back with open arms. <laughs>
you know, I said up front, he fronted a band for about 13 years. So this is him breaking out on his own with a whole lot of great collaborators, including the drummer, uh, John, uh, Camartino from Calexico. And, uh, it's just a, it's, it's, you know, you think folk from Washington state and you, you think twee, you think, but this is none of that stuff. This is almost like lounge music, crooning music. There's lots of vibraphones, especially on the track that we're going to play. Basically, it's great, and uh, I'm glad you guys get to hear it now. So here you go. This is Lincoln Barr with the track How to Escape off of his new album, Trembling Frames.
Lincoln Bar, How to Escape. His new album, Trembling Frames, is out now. You can get it. You can. I think it's up on Bandcamp, uh, along with the Roadkill album. Uh, I'm not sure if it's on streaming services yet. I looked at it on Apple Music, and I, I didn't see it. But uh, if uh, it might be on Spotify. If that is incorrect or or it's coming, uh, let me know. Lincoln, if you're listening, let me know, and, uh, and we'll update the show notes with this. So great album. Hopefully it's going to be here in D.C., coming all the way across the country at some point to play a few shows. And we'll sit down and talk to him because uh, this is it's a, it's a groovy, groovy little album. So uh, that is your podcast for this week. If you like what you've been listening to and enjoy our audio stylings, you can do the right thing and subscribe to us in iTunes. You can also leave us a rating because nobody does well in a vacuum. In fact, unlike the leader of our country right now, we rather enjoy listening to people's opinions uh we we sort of thrive on them we need them to succeed we need to know when we're doing something wrong and know maybe solutions to help do the right thing uh novel idea i know not to get political right now um so you can do that you can listen to us on let's see we got you on the google play we got you on the SoundCloud. there are two two count two episodes up there every week we rotate those in and out. Uh, we got you on the Stitcher radio. We got you on the Mixcloud. Mixcloud's a good one, guys. Mixcloud is great. And I would be way remiss right now if I did not mention our, our lovely new hosting company. Uh, the site is still with Squarespace. We love them. But we moved the podcast over to a service called Pippa. Uh, they are a startup. And they are they are sort of, sort of feeling out their way through the wilderness right now. And they are doing a remarkable job. Uh, they basically, uh, right now it's free. You are going to, uh, if you sign up now and I don't know when this cutoff is, but, uh, if you start in a podcast now, you get in there, uh, it is going to be free for the life of that podcast. Uh, and, uh, they are always available, uh, for help for, uh, for tech questions and more to the point, they're way open to suggestions. So they want to help build this thing with you. So if you are like an experienced podcaster like us, we have a lot of suggestions, uh, but, and I hope we're not bugging them, but, uh, it's a great service. PIPPA.io. If you're launching a podcast soon or looking to move, head on over there because they are great. And, uh, and we thank them, uh, for supporting us with that, uh, with that hosting gig. It's good stuff, guys. Um, so there it is. That's your podcast. Coming up next week, uh, we got Valentine's Day. So we're gonna reach back into the archives here archives you haven't heard and uh pull out a, a nice little discologist episode for you on monday where me myself and uh uh me myself <laughs> me and myself uh marcus dowling and and sarah godfrey uh sit down and then discuss the the ins and outs and the the wonder that is uh, george michael's faith and his career as a whole this was recorded sort of soon after he died but uh rest in peace george michael and uh and then on Thursday of next week, we're going to be talking about a local band called the El Mansouris, who are no longer a band. What the fuck is that about? Because the album's awesome. That's a spoiler. Uh, but lots of good stuff to look forward to. And we're going to start up with the interviews in March. Going to be talking to people. Get out there. Getting out to shows. So, uh, guys, you guys hang out. Hang tough. Be good. We'll be back in a few days. Uh, be good to your ears. 
uh, but be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. Kenobi! <laughs> 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 <laughs>